0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 777, air date September 19th, 2020. Can you give me the connector for this? The Ethernet's not connected. Oh, yeah. um, hello everyone, this is Dr. Shiva I right here. Uh, we're going to start right now. We just have a quick thing with our Ethernet. I like always connected it hardwire. Um, and we're going to go live on Instagram. Thank you, everyone. We're going to wait for people to join us. Um, we're going to have a very interesting discussion and uh, a political and a spiritual perspective we're going to take. Many people always ask me, what is my spiritual, uh, you know, tradition? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and it's been an integration, as you're going to hear from East and West. So people are joining. Are you any other platform now? Okay. joining. Um, so, uh, we also are on Instagram. Are we alive on Instagram? We yeah. are. Okay, good. So we're going to let people join. Hello from California. We have Danvers, Massachusetts, Kyle, Kyle, if you're in Danvers right there, you know, one of the things we're looking for is we want volunteers to support us. So Kyle, if you're in Danvers and anyone in Massachusetts who's local, as you know, we're, um, continuing our election as a writing, uh, campaign because we want to destroy the establishment. We're not gonna let her get away with election fraud. So Kyle, please email me, V as in Victor A Shiva at vashiva.com, vashiva at vashiva.com. Anyone in Massachusetts, uh, please email us because uh, we want you to connect you to a lot of the people on the ground here in Massachusetts. So you can send an email to vashiva at vashiva.com. Lexington, great to have you Winnipeg, Canada, Williamsburg, Virginia, South Bend, close we have Florida, Nova Scotia, Connecticut, uh, more Florida, Jupiter, Florida, Queens, beautiful place, uh, Queens, New York. A lot of time I spent there. Situate, Mass. Uh, again, there's Bridgman. Jake, Bridgman, if you're in Situate, please email me at, bashiva at bashiva.com so I could connect you up with other volunteers. You could help us on the ground. Uh, that's it. Thanks, Crystal. So let people know. And our other volunteers, as people are coming in from Massachusetts, please welcome them because we're Really looking, and here's uh, Noam Halmodis from Revere. Uh, Noam, again, you can email me at vashivacom vhshiva at We're building an amazing grounds for volunteers, so those of you come to come uh, online and you're watching our stuff here right in Massachusetts, support the campaign. So we're gonna talk about that. How are we doing in Instagram? Oh, uh, right. you're getting throttled right now. Oh, they're throttling us? Yeah. By the way, the really uh, insidious, racist people, And there are racists there, the liberal racists, be it at Twitter, at Facebook, the people who so-called want to help, uh, you know, people of uh, whatever color and people are disenfranchised. These people are the the biggest racists and oppressors of the world. We're going to talk about that. So, uh, well, Minnesota, we have Missouri, Newfoundland, Dublin, Ireland, Fitchburg. There we go, Fitchburg. And uh, where did we just lose Fitchburg? Uh, I just had someone from Fitchburg here. So, who, uh, there we go. Face, Lacerda. Face, if you're there, uh, friend with the Tatros, Oh, great to have you. Please email me at VAShiva at Again, we're building our ground campaigns. So, great to have people from all over the world and also people here locally uh, in Massachusetts, Philippines, Amy White, Kentucky, Texas, anyone else? Boston. We have Veronica. Veronica, great to have you join us, Houston. Veronica, if you're in Massachusetts, which you are, please email me at vashiva.com bashiva at so I can connect you up with a lot of other people here locally. All right, let's uh, begin. How are we doing? Who, who else do we have there? Um, just Worcester. We have some guy Oh, Worcester. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Good to have you from Worcester. Well, let me begin. So um, today's conversation is really going to be about why we need to destroy the establishment. And this is not something violent. It's much more something, frankly, it's quite spiritual. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you two perspectives, both a political standpoint as well as a spiritual standpoint. Many of you probably over the last many years have said, hey, what is your religion? Are you Hindu, Christian, uh, et cetera? And I'm going to give you that perspective because it's something extremely personal to me that I've had uh, a lot of, you know, my own personal experience and I've had a lot of time to explore. I've been fascinated, obviously, beyond science but deeply into um uh, obviously religion and, and and many of the various aspects of spirituality so i, I don't think you could be on a scientist unless you explore that i don't know if many of you know newton isaac newton wrote as many treatises as he did in physics and sciences as he did on mysticism and spiritual as spirituality in fact a lot of those were actually burned in a fire that took place. But he wrote as much on both. There, when you're exploring science, um, you cannot but ignore the fact that there are many, many unanswered questions, and it forces you to go beyond uh, what you actually see. So, I want to um, give my perspective on that, and, and but make it in very practical terms of what's going on. Um, many of you know I grew up um, in two worlds as a child. I grew up. In uh, in a village in deep South India, and also the city of Bombay. So I had two worlds, even within India. One was a world of uh, complete cosmopolitan, you know, know, the Western world, which is Bombay, which every it's a major industrialized city. But in that city, you can see in a driving down the road, you can see um, many different. You can see people uh, in bullock carts, people driving on bicycles, people walking, people in Mercedes, um, uh, rich to poor. Uh, the city of Bombay was, if, if, if New York was a city of, uh, that's considered the melting pot, Bombay was a city that was like the industrial furnace. Every religion, every caste, I think thousands of languages were spoke around probably the um, 100 yard radius or you know, 500 yard radius in where I lived in Bombay. But that was one life I had as a child. And then the other life I had was growing in a deep village in deep South India where my grandparents were poor village farmers. Uh, they worked as subsistence farmers. And my grandmother was a traditional healer and my grandmother would channel spirits. In her house, she had uh, you know the picture of Jesus because in the Hindu tradition, you do view Jesus as a spot You do believe God comes at various times uh, in earths Uh, you know, or in our lives in the form of an avatar, which is God incarnate. So there is, um, in the the Hindu tradition, um, you fully embrace Christ being a son of God. You fully embrace the fact that God does manifest himself in the physical world. And then my great-grandfather, you know, we grew up, we were considered untouchables in the Indian caste. My great-grandfather, when he was 12, went off uh, as an indentured servant, as a 12-year-old boy, you know, it's quite amazing on a ship. Uh, in those days, you uh, went on a ship and you worked your way off, and which means you, for the sh- ship's traveling, in his case, he went to what is now known as Myanmar. In those days, it was known as Burma. And he went to Burma to seek his fortune. And there, he you know, he works hard on that ship, typically for two, three years of bonded service to the owner of the ship. They were suppressed so by how work, they let him off after one year. And, you know, here is a young man and young boy in, in Burma and little by little, he does any job he can get. And over time he uh, becomes a, a pretty reasonably successful person. My grandfather is born in Burma. My father is born in Burma. And Burma, my father me, was known for two things, snakes and Buddhism, okay? And my father uh, was the first son, um, the only son for many years. His mother didn't have any other children. And uh, instead, he was supposed to have many children. And the story, uh, his pa- his uh, grandfather, who was my great-grandfather, was going to be my woman. It was quite awful, actually, when you think back on it. I uh, have many kids. So... My grandmother was quite upset and my father, you know, he being the only child, was also upset. So they went to spiritual masters in the Buddhist tradition because Burma was known for Buddhism. And eventually they met a Buddhist monk, a small coin. uh, And he said, and he taught him Uh, in 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 many different aspects, in aspects of meditation you were given a mantra of sort of My dad is a young By the time he becomes the story, starting to give what's called holy ash So my parents became quite concerned that my dad would leave the family and become holy. So they stopped him from doing that. However, that was one aspect to my, you know, the stories I heard. Actually, World War II, as some of you may know, the, the Burma was really the center of the war between the Japanese and the, uh, you know, the British and the Americans, eventually my grandfather, great-grandfather lost everything. They walked back, uh, back to India. I guess it's quite an extraordinary story, back to that small village where he had originally left. And that's where I used to spend a lot of my time. And and here my great-grandfather was quite an extraordinary man. He was, uh, he died, you know, at 102, but he worked until 93, 94 in the fields. Uh, and my grandmother uh, was in many ways a spiritual heir, and so she was a village healer, also a farmer, and she could observe people's faces, and she could diagnose what was going on inside their body using a traditional system of Indian medicine. But the reason I share all this background is I grew up in quite an eclectic world because my great-grandfather would what you call channel spirits, so my grandmother, which we in the West would consider sort of wild or crazy, but I grew up in this very uh, interesting, uh, uh, background. Um, but I was influenced by both medicine politics and spirituality. I've spoken to you about the politics and the medicine, meaning the politics of the caste system, which is what I grew up in and the medical side, which were my grandmother practiced traditional systems of medicine, but it was a very deeply spiritual upbringing, which I've uh, not shared with many of you. So I, as a young uh, boy learned, uh, to meditate, um, to, uh, pray and to have a deep, deep work for what we would call, or you would call God. So, but one of the interesting things that I learned in the Indian tradition was there's a deity, which I'll show this picture of, um, there's a deity in the Indian tradition called, uh, uh, again, and, and, uh, this is the sort of the warrior version of him. Um, which is Murugan. He's known as the god of healing and the god of war and uh, or karthigan Now, in the Indian tradition, there are two deities, Shiva and his wife Parvati, and they have two sons. Many of you may have seen the son with the elephant tusk, which is known as Ganesha, but there's another son called Murugan. And Murugan has a uh, essentially a, a, a staff, which is a Pointed arrow at the end of it, and he's known as a god of war, but also as a god of medicine. The story goes, Shiva passed the knowledge of medicine to his wife, and and that was brought to Earth by Murugan. So Murugan is known as a god of healing, but also as a god of war, because in traditional systems of medicine, the Bayyir B a y d y a r, who's a healer, was also known as a person who went to war against death. So there, it's very interesting what may seem as a contradiction, but going to war. Against death um, was not seen as a contradiction as a healer. So the healer and the person who fought were known uh, together. So the story goes: Murugan was the one when the devas, uh, when the asuras, which is in the Indian tradition, which is the demons, were trying to take over um, uh, heaven and were trying to defeat the angels, which were known as the devas. D e v a s. Murugan was called as the uh as a deity to destroy all the satanic asuras and chase them out of heaven so it's a very interesting story so Murugan and his if you see Murugan, he has he he uses the peacock uh, which is his his vehicle for transport okay so the peacock feathers are typically associated with the deity Murugan, but he is the god of war and the god of medicine who destroys you know, destroys the establishment of that time, all right, so Murugan is the deity that I grew up, you know, having an association with, but he's a deity in many ways, which is a very important deity in South Indian Hinduism, because he's a deity of war and medicine, in many ways, politics and medicine, um, so I don't know if that's new to people, but uh, that is Murugan, okay, uh, now, what's interesting for me is, as I was also deeply interested in the message of Christ growing up when I was young in India, I actually uh, went to Catholic school because growing up in India, that was one of uh, the way you can actually get educated. So my parents sent me to Catholic school. So I was deeply, deeply moved and interested in the life of Christ. So I probably read, I have so many books here. Uh, you know there's a book here, Jesus in India or Christ the revolutionary. Uh, You know, I've I've probably looked at all the different from the Old Testament, the New Testament. I've even looked at the Mormon Testament. I've I've studied all the variations of uh, Christianity, as many books as I could devour. But one of the things that became clear to me was the life of Christ was a deeply spiritual life. And to me, I see no. uh, So Hindus will say, why do you consider uh, Christ as the son of God? And I do not find that as a contradiction because the teachings of uh, very, very deep spiritual Hinduism, also considered Christ the Son of God. So, to me, this is not a contradiction, but what's really fascinating for me is the deity Murugan um, that I just shared, there's not contradiction because when you look at another deity in the or an angel in the Christian tradition, Archangel Michael, it's fascinating because Archangel Michael has a similar spear as Murugan has he also is, has, is his feathers are, the angel feathers are very interesting. They're the feathers of the peacock. And what's also interesting, if you look at the story of Archangel Michael, he's the one who chases Satan out of heaven. And in fact, um, you know, uh, uh, led the angels who were being attacked by Satan, but he's the one who chases Satan. And got very similar to the story of Morgan the peacock um, who has a peacock as is familiar, as his uh, vehicle who chases the Asuras out of heaven uh, in favor of the Devas who are being defeated. So, you know, I haven't had a t- t- chance to do all the spiritual research, but it's clear that the spirit behind both of those deities is probably the same energy. And in fact, the Archangel Michael is known as a healing angel as well as a god of war. So it's both. So it's a, to me, it's a fascinating from a spiritual perspective. I find myself in an interesting uh, position because someone said, isn't there a place where they say Jesus visited and was laid and buried? Yeah. I mean, there's an interesting book I have here. If some of you want to read, it's a book that says, uh, uh, here it is. Let me bring it up. It says, Jesus was in India. If you, if you guys want to read this, it's a very interesting book. I had a chance to read it, but, uh, it's an interesting book because it says that the life of Jesus went through various perspectives where Jesus grew up uh, you know in, in, in the Middle East and then there' a period of that people don't don't know where he went. and at that time that Jesus was alive, there was a university in India known as Nanda. you know just like people come to Boston for education in those days, people used to come to India for all sorts of education and they're recording, of an individual uh, uh, coming from the East who they associate with Christ. Anyway, it's an interesting discussion that people should explore. But for me, um, I've been deeply trying to find the interlinkings between Hinduism and Christianity, and there's many, many core beliefs that are actually quite similar. But to me, the reason I wanted to share this view is the Archangel Michael, his journey of chasing the sin and the devils out of heaven matches one-to-one with the story of Murugan or Karthikeyan, this uh, deity in the Indian tradition, chasing the um, the Asuras, which we call the devils out of heaven. And the fact that they both have, Archangel Michael has a peacock feathers and the familiar of Murugan is the peacock. And also they both have a very similar staff to, to destroy evil. And also the fact that they're both the healing deities or the healing angel, as well as the, as the angel of war. So it's fascinating to me. So why why am I bringing that perspective? Because I thought it'd be very interesting. You know, we have um, running our write-in campaign, and when we ran our campaign, we clearly won by a landslide, and the establishment in Massachusetts, the devils, had to literally do election fraud. They, you know, we've asked them for the ballot images. They're not even delivering those ballot images yet. You know, they're going to, their 10 days are up. And we're finding so many inconsistencies between the voter rolls in any town. We have multiple examples now and people actually voted. They clearly found a doofus because they did not want one of us who was challenging the devils of big academia, the devils of big pharma, and the devils of, of, uh, you know, uh, uh, big uh, big pharma, as well as the devil's big tech, because these three devils are interconnected, big tech, big pharma, and big academia. And they're interconnected to literally suppress our freedom, destroy our health, and essentially uh, suppress truth. And that is what this movement has been about. In many ways, to me, it's a very, not only a political movement, but it's a deeply spiritual movement, because the people have been attracted to our campaign are people who have tremendous connection with spirit and want to see a significant change. So we are running as many of you know, you know, our write-in campaign. And our write-in campaign for US Senate as I shared before, um is right here. And let me bring it up. And our c- campaign is a write-in campaign uh which means anyone can write in uh my name on the ballot. You can be Democrat, independent, Republican, we don't care. Because when you really start breaking this all down, what you find is that the establishment is one. And, you can, and what I mean, the Republican-Democrat establishment, I mean the capital R, Republican-GOP establishment, and the capital D, Democrat-GOP establishment. I'm not talking about people with a lowercase r saying I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Because ultimately, all of us who are working people, whether you're left or right, you know, lowercase left or right, we all have the same enemy when we look at it. It's those people who want to force vaccinated It's those people want to destroy our health is those people have delivered us crumbling infrastructure it's those people who want to you know not fully reopen schools and have our kids in masks it's those people who also want to keep businesses locked down and who want to tax us they're really the devils here and in our new logo that we've uh, uh, done for our um, campaign I just want to bring it up it's in our new card let me share every uh, share this with you all It is essentially this logo, and this is essentially what we're putting on all of our cards. You can see it right here. It says, uh, let me see here. Yeah, it says, write in, Dr. Shiva, U.S. Senate, destroy the establishment. It's pretty simple. Why do we say this? Because ultimately, they do not even practice what they preach, which is a fair election. They commit election fraud, not only to me, but they've been doing this consistently. With one switch, they can completely give someone else our votes and take our and take votes from others. Because as we've shown is in their software, they actually say, as Bev Harris, John Breaking, and others have shown, that they actually save our vote count, not as a whole number, but as fractions. It's unbelievable this takes place. And I'm gonna share this widely, but that's why we need to write in my vote because it's ultimately to destroy the establishment. Forced vaccinations, we need to destroy the establishment. Because ultimately, you know, how, if voting isn't fair, it doesn't even matter because they can always vote for forced vaccinations even though the majority is is against them. And you have to really sincerely step back and you have to think about everything that we as a majority want, these people are against. How do they pull that off? Because they control the election process. That's why we need to destroy the establishment in 2020. And I think 2020 is an amazing opportunity because if you think about it, anyone who's studied physical stuff, you know, or spiritual stuff, you cannot create something unless you destroy the past. Obviously, you want to preserve things that are viable and actually work, but there is a destruction process that takes place. You know, your cells, by the time you wake wake up tomorrow morning, and by the time you, uh, you know, go to bed the next day, 10 billion of your cells die. So, your body destroys things and 10 billion new ones are born. So, Uh, among your 10 trillion or 100 trillion cells that you have, 6 trillion, sorry, 10 trillion cells you have. So each day, things are being destroyed, things are being born, it's a natural process of life. So today in the world, we have an establishment and that establishment, you know, in in the United States, in 1776, there was a war for independence. But over the last probably 100 years, that establishment has come back into power to what we know as this two-party system and they do not want outsiders. So the notion of votes and election in many ways is a fiction, as we saw here in Massachusetts. Now in Massachusetts, in the county that we won, 70%, 80% of the votes were hand counted, okay? It's quite amazing. And the and the votes where there's machine counting, that's where we saw this flipping of the votes, et cetera, which we're gonna continue to expose. So I wanna, you know, uh, Someone said, the deep state establishment is terrified of you, Dr. Shiva. They're cheating to keep you down, keep up the fight against these devils. Yeah, Tom, so you bring up an important point. The broad mass of people, most of us are good people. It's a very small set of people that truly are the devils. And they truly want to enslave people. And they are what we call the establishment. It's not a lot of people. I mean, five major companies, five major individuals control big tech, which suffocate which throttle our views on Facebook, which throttle our views on YouTube, et cetera. It's probably about five university heads, which control truth. So if you think about five people control freedom, it's probably about five big tech people control freedom, five university presidents control truth because they control essentially the flow of money, how the grant money goes, and five probably big pharma executives, big hospital executives um, and, uh, big pharma executives, control our health. That's what's actually going on. It's a very, very finite set of people. And so I think part of our uh, goal here in this movement for truth, freedom, and health is to awaken. There's a few of them. And what we need to do to destroy the establishment is to have the right politics. And that politics has to be, one, recognizing, as uh, all of us are starting to recognize with truth, freedom, and health, you have to have freedom, Without freedom, you can't get to truth. And without truth, you can't get to health. Without health, we can't have the strength to fight for freedom, that interconnection. And the other part of understanding this aspect of the establishment is that the establishment is very devilish, very, very devilish. It creates another version of itself, which I've tried to explain, which we call the not so obvious establishment. It's a people like Bernie Sanders who talk again, and at the end of the day, they give away all your quote-unquote, you know, revolution over to Biden or to Hillary Clinton. You have the same with the medical freedom movement, et cetera. In all of these movements, you have to be able to distinguish. It's easy to identify the devil, but the devil has two sides. The devil has the other side, which acts as though it's against the devil, but it's actually a different face of the devil. And this is essentially the spiritual um, consciousness everyone needs to raise a very old friend of mine said look you know we come to this world as doves but one of the goals is to leave as eagles which means we come to it come to this world very naive we think everyone is good and you start following certain people you think are fighting and you find out they're actually the devil so it's really important life will, will take all of us hopefully sooner to understand the concept of the not so obvious establishment and so when you look at the the perspective that I'm trying to offer today is that that 2020 is a very interesting point in human history because everything is coming to a head here. We see the, those in power openly, openly just cheating. Like we saw in Massachusetts, they don't care. You find a deuce to run. He doesn't have to do any work. He doesn't have to put any lawn signs. He doesn't have to do any stand-ups. He doesn't have to campaign. He doesn't have to raise any money. A few phone calls are made for the doofus. So they lose and you can have flipping of elections that's where we are at today um that's really where we're at today okay we're at a point that the establishment is openly outwardly doing insidious activities openly because they're at a point where they essentially want to fully and openly enslave people so that's why we're at a point right now we it's unbelievable we have people being locked down in their homes, people essentially wearing masks, being told that that's the right thing to do. when the medical data shows otherwise. You have people being fear mongered that they should stay away from other people. You have forced vaccinations essentially here in Massachusetts. Your kids have to go get a flu shot before they can go to school. And um, you have taxes coming by the fear mongering of a carbon tax where people are going to become you know trillionaires so at every step of the way in all the major institutions be it academic institutions be it sports institutions legal institutions there's absolute corruption and the only way to resolve this is bottoms up and we have to have a very very simple uh you know unadulterated very simple slogan we have to destroy the establishment and that destruction you know as you see the archangel michael with his spear or Murugan within spear has to be lethal and destructive because these people do not care about you or working people. They want to squeeze the working people, they want to enslave people, and they want to strangle all of us. And so that's why we decided our slogan on the cards we have coming, the new ones, write in Dr. Shiva because people taking up their sword, is interesting, the pen has a nice little point at the end of it, just like all these spears do, and writing Dr. Shiva, you know, for U.S. Senate, is our way right putting our speech right into the establishment. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, that in 2020, uh, someone said, in Massachusetts, are amazingly acting like the nannies, telling us we don't know better. Sean, you're absolutely right. And by the way, Sean, if you're in Massachusetts, please, uh, we need more volunteers to hand out all of these cards we're printing out. We have thousands of volunteers, but please join the team at vhuv at vhuv.com. Uh, yeah, so let me just take a quick aside to uh, to Sean's point. Those of you who are in Massachusetts, let me. And those of you outside of Massachusetts, um, number one, please tell all your friends in Massachusetts, or if you're in Massachusetts, just go to I write in Dr. Shiva to let us know that you're getting ready to write us in, you know, for the November third, so you can give your mobile number to so send you to give you some reminders I promise we won't send you three or four a quick text your zip code where you live in massachusetts and your email so those of you outside of massachusetts let everyone know they should pledge to support the campaign the other thing is obviously those who want to volunteer can click on the volunteer button and anyone outside of massachusetts please volunteer it's a lot of fun you get to meet some great people all over the world uh, you can help us make phone calls you can help us be a digital warrior on social media. You can also come to Massachusetts. We have literally some people who moved here to Massachusetts to help us. And the last thing obviously, which is a reciprocal relationship, you can donate to support the campaign. And when you donate for the campaign, one of the cool things I do is I wanna research. I wanna teach you what is a system from all my training as an engineer, as a scientist, what is a system? And what is revolution? I have a very cool book called System and Revolution. It's an ebook. you can get it. And then you can use those principles to understand all systems. And I also created a software tool called Your Body, Your System that you can apply those principles to understand your own body as a system. And, and by the way, only you have to be in the United States to do this. Anyone outside of the United States and you wanna get access to the same tools and the same book, just go to yourbodyyoursystem.com You can get the book when you click on get started now, but you can actually answer a set of questions for yourself. You can figure out in this triangle, uh, a red dot will appear once you answer these questions to figure out what kind of system you are. And then you can answer different of other questions, which helps you understand how your body is doing as a system today, which is a black dot. And then you can figure out how to bring your, the black dot back to the red dot, okay? Which means back to you where your body functions well, and that's through redirecting certain foods, supplements, and obviously exercise. So it's a great tool to understand your body as a system, but more importantly, understand all systems. So um, support the campaign, take advantage of this, and um, I hope hope you guys uh, got some value out of this. I know it's a little bit of an esoteric talk, but it's really to really bring back the key point here that we should be bold and go to destroy the establishment because the establishment today doesn't give a damn about you, when I mean you, working people. They want to squeeze us, they want to enslave us, and they definitely do not want us to do well from a health standpoint. This is why the entire emphasis today is about vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. This, it's not about teaching people. And Justin Grimes says, please pledge for Dr. Shiva. November 3rd, and tell your friends. Exactly. Everyone go out there and do that because we're building, again, as I've always said, a bottoms up movement. But we want everyone to take their sword, which is their pen, and poke the establishment a good poke by writing us in. And uh, so, anyway, I hope that was helpful. Is there any other questions? Do you have any other questions out there? Uh, Dylan, coming um, in? No, it's just like comments. Just see this. Okay. So, we have one here. Uplifting talk. Thank you. Yes. So, again, for those of you who joined us late, let me just remind everyone that what I was sharing, and I'll close on this, but it's um, uh, what I shared was that there's a very, very beautiful uh, inter- integration between the, uh, between East and West, between uh, the system of the archangel. Michael who's one of my great angels. He's an angel of medicine and healing in the Christian tradition. He has the uh, peacock um, feathers. He's the one who chased out Satan out of heaven to help God, and he defeated Satan, and he carries that spear, you know, to destroy evil. And in the the Hindu tradition, there's a very similar deity, which is also an agent of God who chased out the asuras, A-S-U-R-A-S, in supporting the devas, which are like the angels in heaven. And he also has the same spear, and he is also in the Indian tradition known as the God of healing and medicine and war. And he also, his symbol or his his vehicle for transport is the peacock. So very interesting, that's what we talked about today. So anyway, thank you everyone. Please uh, support the campaign, support yourself. Let's win truth, freedom and health. And uh, we're gonna, you've given us all a great number of suggestions. So I'll get back to the immune system video and people wanna know how to take vitamins, what is a vaccine? What are RNA vaccines? So, tomorrow I'm going to do a talk on what is a vaccine? How does a vaccine work? So, that's what we're going to talk about today because I want to arm you with what is a vaccine. Everyone here vaccine, 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 pro-vax, anti-vax, the vaccine's coming. I would say 90% of people or more don't even know what a vaccine is and how it works. So, tomorrow I'm going to educate you in a very, very detailed but very accessible way what is a vaccine and how it works. So, I hope. You'll join us tomorrow. And if there's any other topics you want to do, please uh, let me know exactly truth, freedom, and health. And we'll end with that from Heart Freedom Now. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, be well, be the light, and let's win. And uh, remember, there's much, many, many things we all share in common. Thank you. Be well.